0: okay guys very welcome back to the show we've got a unusual setting and show today to say the least i think i'm joined by stephen termini who you've all seen in the news recently um he's a victim of a very savage and brutal attack here in dublin city center um, a few weeks back so stephen first and foremost how's your health and how are you doing
1: well, it's a little foggy, you know, I mean, sometimes I get headaches, my vision is a little blurry, I can't walk like I used to, but they all tell me to be patient, you'll get it all back, and uh, I'm just happy to be here and enjoying my life, you know, um, I'll, 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 get back. I'll get it back, you know, I'm doing alright, you know
0: just we've seen all, obviously all the stuff in the news etc etc but for yourself anyway give people a little bit of an idea of who you are and what's your story like pre all this kind of stuff
1: i'm just a guy that works in a galvanizing factory a still worker i go to work i come home i play my bass guitar and drums and do my laundry and buy my food you know and don't bother anybody you know but I I, I like to research this country because I've always been pulled to this country and my great-grandmother is from here. Um, I just want to live here, a little part of the country where it's, you know, rural and just grow my own vegetables and go fishing and have food and that's it, you know, share whatever I have extra over, you know, I mean. You know, I'm 57 years old. You know, I don't know how many years you have as a person on this planet, you know, and I'd like to spend the rest of my life in this place. I've always wanted it, and uh, I'm doing my
0: best to achieve that. Talk to me about your connection with Ireland, then, from a family perspective and what it means to you and maybe a bit of your heritage.
1: Well, It starts with my great-grandmother. Her name was Ann Donnelly. And uh, she was uh, from Westport, County Mayo. And when the famine hit this country, she skedaddled and uh, left here and went to Canada. And from Quebec, Canada, she came down to Buffalo, New York, and settled and spent the rest of her days and ended up dying here. Um, you know... One of her sons was my mother's father. But, you know, all those people died before I was even born, so I don't really have a connection. But something called me from this country about the culture and and just the way things live. The people from back in the day lived here. I mean, I don't know what it is. I really can't define it, but something about it pulls me to it. You know, and um, I thought that that might help, uh, that connection, you know, get me citizenship, but because, you know, she died before I was born, that really doesn't help. But, you know, if I have to work here five years and pay the visa and all of that, whatever I have to do, I want to be here and I'm willing to do whatever it has to do, you know? So, you know, she was 104 years old she was interviewed by the um, the newspaper in Buffalo, New York, and that's how I gained some information. The guy that works here at the Celtic Lodge found that information. I don't know how the hell he did it, but it was her birthday and when she was died, and you know. And I went to the genealogy um, community center out in Mayo there. Thank you. And, Celebrity. And uh, yeah. And uh they explained to me, well, how this thing happens, you know, how they find these people. And, you know, there was I tried to call, you know, the embassy and they said, Oh, she was so old she wasn't registered on the embassy. So I tried to call the um church over there in Westport and because of what they do being with Catholics and stuff, they didn't have her information either. So, you know, I tried to find it. And something about that land over there was magical and historical and something great. And I just want to be there and spend the rest of my days on this planet before I
0: die. Really, you know. So how many times were you in Ireland prior to this to this trip?
1: This is the second time. Uh, first time I was here in Ireland was two years ago. And I stayed here at the Celtic Lodge, and I felt great. The people liked me, and I liked them, and they supported me. And there was no problem of violence, or even to think about that happening, you know. And um, I, I was looking into finding a way. To how do I do this, you know, with the with the um, government, and you know, jobs, and the banks, and all of those things. And, um, you know, the second time I came back was this time. I really wasn't planning on heading back here, but what had happened for me was (laughs) my job working at the galvanizing factory, we had a fraction in the kettle of zinc where this, this molten zinc leaked out. So everybody got laid off, and they had to wait to replace it, get a tank from Hamburg, Germany shipped over there and it was just so much time, you know, and what was I gonna do sit around the house all day, you know, even though I did uh, jobs and worked, but I had saved enough money to, to, um, you know, apply toward getting a house here. And I'm like, so I had money and the prices of uh, airfare came down. I said, You know what, let me go. Let me go there for a month and try and make make some more connections of course like, that bang fired you know and <laughs> what happened it is what it is but you know you know what are you gonna do i mean i tried my best and but uh, i made a lot of friends and a lot of people know about me now and they know what i really want to do just be a citizen here i'm just an average guy a worker i don't cause no problems with anybody i'm a musician And I thought that the Irish music is fantastic. I have to say, I've learned how to play it a couple years ago from download videos from these pubs. And um, I'd like to show some stuff that I can do from American music. And I know uh, people would like to dance to it and really get into it. And, um, you know, that was another thing, part of something that I could give
0: to this country. You know, so... Did you did you notice um, a difference between when you were here two years ago to when you were here now in terms of surroundings? Did it seem more dangerous, anything like that?
1: Not at all. I never thought for one thought at all about that this place was dangerous. Back then, two years ago when I was here, staying in the same place, um i got to meet and and talk to musicians about music and you know it was fantastic it was just fantastic i mean i went to all the castles and saw all these ancient places and it was just an amazing experience for me and um I never thought that that would ever happen to me, you know, even when I got back here. I didn't hear about people being assaulted and homeless, drug abuse and, you know, and all of that. I never knew any of that until it finally happened to me. And it was the third day that I got here when that happened to me. And, you know, thank God I survived. And thank God for the people of this country to, you know, relate to me and, you know, and, and do what they did and donated money for me and this, that, and the other thing. And it's just been amazing. You know, it's been amazing. Could you, could you
0: describe for people that are listening or watching to this Kind of what exactly happened on the day uh, that you kind of told me about earlier?
1: Well, what I did, what happened was, you know, I was staying at the Celtic Lodge, very nice place for me, always safe, always feeling great. And I was looking for a friend of mine that used to attend bar here. And somebody told me she works at a bar up the street, and I went down that way, you know, because they never gave me the name of the pub, you know, and exact location and whatnot. So I went down there, and, um, you know, I tried to walk into this one uh, pub down there. And the next thing I know, you know, I'm socked in the nose, broke in my nose, killed my eye, knocked me on the floor, kicked me in the head so bad it gave me a hematoma and made me slip into a coma, you know. And I didn't even know any of that part till I saw the original post-caption videos of it and woke up in the hospital, you know, to where I can actually know what the hell was going on but, um, you know and, and and I forgive them kids for what they did I don't know why they did that I never said anything to um, cause that to happen I never spoke a word to those those kids and um, you know I forgive them for not what they know what they do you know that's that's really all I can say about that and, you know I've been asked that what would you like to see what happened to them kids? I'm like, that's not my job. They're in court with the judge. He knows what he's doing. Let him handle that. I have no, I don't want to get involved in that, feeling like, oh, yeah, lock them up for 100 years or none of that. No, no. I don't want no part of that. I'm, I'm still alive. You know, I can see people know me. It's making me feel good to be
0: alive and here. Why would I? Oh, would I? And how did it feel, kind of, when you woke up, and what was your care kind of like in the hospital, and what what you can remember?
1: Well, um, I didn't. I was in two hospitals. I don't remember anything about the first hospital, but the second hospital, um, Cleet, the Garda came and talked to me and wanted to hear what I could say to fill out forms and this and that. And the, uh, the uh, U.S. Embassy agent came to me and said if you have any problem here because our number call us and uh, uh, Security team surrounded me anytime. I went outside to smoke a cigarette. They went with me You know and everybody immediately knew who I was recognized me and There was some shady stuff that kind of happened, but they protected me and um uh the, the hospital gave me several pills in a cup, you know, about 20 pills, you know. And I would ask them, what the hell is this? And what uh, the nurses that were trying to give it to me didn't really know the answer. All they could say was pain pills. I'm like, who told you I was in pain? I never said that. And it would make me so messed up. You know, that didn't help. That really didn't help. So I refused it. I said, I don't need this. And You know they would do tests on me to see if my cognitive ability was there and as far as I'm concerned I completed all that But um, you know then they wouldn't let me go and they had you know a judge write a contract with, the, with the, the Doctor and said don't let him go don't let him go. I'm like really Don't make me call the US Embassy because they'll make me let me go but I don't want to cause no problems with the US Embassy and the minister here you know i i understand what's going on there and i don't have no problem but when she did call me i said you know (laughs) i know you're a powerful person you've got a lot uh on your plate but let me give you a few ideas that might help you i said it's up to you to make these decisions but i have a few ideas that might help the situation and i talked to her and um she uh you know she understood that whether or not that's going to happen you know or not that's it's out of my hands you know but at least
0: I I tried you know Of course uh, a big moment I was telling you <clears throat> when you were when you were in hospital I, I made contact with your two sons and um, I was kind of reiterated to them that I had a friend that comes to our promotion parties here in Dublin was killed in a kind of a random attack as well and all this stuff was going on with you in the news and i made contact with the boys to try and get them over to one of my nights just to kind of make them feel at home here in ireland as well so what was it like kind of waking up and having the, the two boys here for you
1: well it was really nice to see them and i gave them great big hugs and uh they would uh they always controlled all of that in the hospital and whatnot So it was for very short periods of time. And they came over here to try to take me back to New York. And they promised that. But when they got here and actually said, Okay, we're ready to do that. They said, Oh no, we're not gonna let him go. We're gonna hang on to it for a little while longer. And and then they had then they uh, you know they already had a, a flight already booked and they had to go back to New York, but you know, I still keep in touch. in touch with them on the facebook and you know and all of that but um it, it was uh you know when you're here all by yourself and you're trying to you know establish what i wanted to do it's difficult to learn this whole thing because it's different from the way i live in the united states but i'm learning everything i can talking to people and sometimes the gaelic T- you know the way people speak it's t- tough for me and I have to ask them to slow it down and you know I don't know what you're saying and um, You know, I mean they tried to help but they couldn't they really couldn't achieve anything. They there was no power You know, I didn't even have power, you know, to all you know, they tried to make me sign papers to give total power But I'm like, oh no, no,
0: I'm not doing that, you know so you know i mean was it was it a case where you think that they were so worried about your health or because it was just a massive media story well you
1: know know. what uh i i I think they might have i didn't think that in the beginning but then i after a while i thought about it i said they are really concerned about my health (laughs) but um here's the other thing you know if they let me go and put me on a plane. And, and flying at such an altitude across the Atlantic Ocean, if something happened to my brain, they would be uh, responsible for it. And um, you know, not that I would hire a lawyer and sue the, the thing. I would never do such a thing. You know, but uh, they had to do that for themselves, and I understand that. And, you know, and I, I understand that they really had my. But I tried to prove to them that I have my wits about me, I know what I'm doing, you know. And when they give me all these these tests in the hospital to show them my cognitive was back, I could remember things, you know. And I was a little, a little frustrated why they wouldn't let me go. It wasn't like I was going to go back to Buffalo right away. I mean, I've been in the hospital all that time and never got to do any of those things that I came here to do, you know and i would stay here for another month like i have now and do those things that i wanted to do thank god they didn't get my money you know
0: let's let's talk about the reaction from the irish public and i, I there was a few people i was talking to today that i worked up here for eight years i know a lot of people in dublin and they're kind of afraid of being tarred with the brush now of this is what dublin is really like and there is elements to it but no, not real no, dublin no you know?
1: no i i would never recommend anybody and especially in america not to come to dublin i would never say that i do would say watch what's going on and travel down the road with somebody and call a cab and take a cab and uh, just realize what's going on But I would never say, oh, Dublin is terrible because of what happened to me. It is what it is. It's over and done with. But Dublin is a wonderful place. This country is a wonderful place. Don't be thinking that it's dangerous and that'll happen to you.
0: It can happen in any
1: big city. It can happen to anybody. I mean, look at what happened in Buffalo, New York. I mean, come on. The United States is is full of violence and all that. Everybody's armed with firearms, you know? I mean, I just don't know why that happened. And, you know, I I just, now I know how to see it coming, you know? Mm -hmm. And I see it coming
0: do you find and that you look at things differently now
1: yes I do yeah. I do because you know when I'm standing you know, on the street smoking a cigarette is basically all I'm doing or maybe having a cup of coffee in the morning um, and I see what's going on it's a little different than I used to before there's just so many people here from um, other countries but You know, the Irish people that I talk to are the nicest people. They will answer any questions. They will talk to you. It's just amazing. It's not the Irish people. Even though these kids were Irish, it's not the real Irish people. It's not that. So, you know, and when I came out of uh the hospital, I came right back to the street where it happened.
0: Yeah. Right up the street from and, where and, it happened. And that's where we was like, where will I meet you today? And you were saying the Celts. And I was like, Well, yeah, okay. right up the
1: street from where it happened.
0: Yeah. yeah. But uh we'll we we'll, are gonna wrap up shortly. We'll talk about your time in Mayo now because obviously we touched on it earlier oh, that was about amazing. the heritage. So just tell people about Mayo and how you enjoyed that. Oh male
1: i don't even know how to describe what it looks like it's like an old fairy tale um the way the architectural the way the um, houses are around and where i was at was kukulan really cool place older people there was none of this of homeless people on the street asking you for money or all drugged up and acting crazy none of that Uh, It was beautiful food. You know, I couldn't walk very well and very far. So I had to take camps to where I went. But they recognized me and everybody knew me. And I even talked to the mail newspaper and from the heart about how I felt. And uh, it's an amazing place. It's, you know, now I can understand why I have such a culture because my grandmother was from there. You know, I, I can see it all. I can see it all. It's just an amazing place. I would say go there and see that place and talk to those people there, and you will have
0: a joyous time. You know? Do you think, in a way, that your grandmother all this time has been looking down on what's happened here and it's kind of come kind of full circle to where you are now
1: well um it's hard to say because you know i've been dealing with demonic uh, entities in that hospital i could see them flying in a room and messing with people and they would get to me i could only sleep for two hours at a time before i would wake up and i have these weird experiences that were strange to me you know i i have had experience of paranormal sport experiences back in the united states and whatnot it's not like because i got kicked in the head so bad that i didn't know what was going on there was some weird shit going on and um you know back there those people are salt of the earth you know they are the nicest kind I mean, the stupidest thing that I would ask, they would talk to me about. That's, that,
0: that, that's what it's like in the countryside, I could tell you from being there as well. It's, it's uh, totally different than the city, isn't
1: it? It is. It is. I mean, you know, and they're older Americans, they're older uh, people, you know, and I'm going to be 57 in a couple months, you know. And they just, even though I had a hard time understanding the way they spoke, and I expressed that to them, and they modified it. And the more I talked with these people and listened to these people, I learned to understand how to, 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 to relate to this. They were the best. They were the
0: best. So, I suppose in closing, then we'll say, what's next for you? I know you're getting a flight back to America tomorrow, but when are you coming back here? What's your plan? I know you have unfinished business. You have unfinished as I business. possibly
1: can. You know, I mean, all these Irish people gave these donations monetarily to my, um, through my son, put a a Facebook account, a thing. And once I get my hands around that and figure out how to bring that money over here so I can buy a place over there in in Westport, you know, um, that would be as soon as I can do that. I know I have to have patience. But I, when I go back to um, Buffalo, uh, I'm going to go back to my job, you know. you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to sit around and try to collect money and this and that. I'm a worker. I want to work and, uh, you know, and, and based on my plan, find out how I do all these things. It's a complicated, complicated thing, you know. I tried to open a bank account, but I didn't understand the way they do it now I do know, you know, and um, once I get all of that, you know, and I can get back there. And, you know, I have uh, lawyers that uh, say it will help you um, establish, you know, uh, your citizenship. And I'm like, for free, for free. Nice. That's amazing. I'm like, whatever you can do to help, you know, I mean. And I I studied it. I know the process and and all this. would you have to buy a visa and get a work thing and you know have a job. And I'm willing to work. I can do stuff. You know, and I so I just go back to work and you know go to work, do my wash, go to the grocery store. You know, oh, that's shit. about it. Yeah, yeah. And then one day, as soon as I possibly can make that happen, I will be back.
0: And we'll be happy to have you, man. Absolute pleasure today. Thanks so much for your time. Cheers.